Welcome to the Old Galway Diary podcast. Each week, Tom Kenny and I, Ronnie O'Gorman, write a column in the Galway Advertiser. Before it goes to press, we contact each other and share what is filling the page that particular week. This podcast is that conversation. And I would add, we enjoy talking to you and would appreciate if you would give us a rate and review on the Apple Podcast app. Morning, Tom. Hello, Ben. How are you? I'm not too bad. Good, How good. Well, it's a very nice morning in Barna. It hasn't quite decided what it's going to do for the day. Yeah. It's grey, but it's lovely and dry. Yeah, it's I've noticed it's noticeably darker in the mornings now. I'm just oh, back. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just back from Paris. I was over for the rugby, so I am oh. to Irish weather again after it being. I don't even want to talk to you. <laughs> I'm jealous. I'm very yeah. jealous. Well, you should be because it was pretty amazing. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, but I've been there. Yeah, I, my brother and I were there in 1972. Oh wow. When Raymond Lachlan went over the French line with half the French pack on his oh, back. I've seen And the- we won for the first time in a yonks and yonks, I can't remember. Yeah. But I've been there to see an Irish team being hockeyed as well. So, <laughs> no. But it's a wonderful occasion, you know. Yeah, it's great. I mean, the atmosphere over there is something else. I've never... Yeah, well, it must have been... I mean, to be in that stadium when the French are singing the Marseillaise yes. is enough to make the hair stand on your head. Yeah. But watching the television on Saturday night and listening to the Irish singing or oh. on or the other thing. Ireland's call, it, yeah. That was enough to make the hair stand on your head as well. You know, yeah, it, it really was. Funny. It felt yeah. like that there. And all the songs they sing, of Zombie and everything, <coughs> it really was amazing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We were Great. Singing- it felt like being in one of those gospel churches in America, you know, where people are kind of having yeah. breakdowns and don't know. What. Yes, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, well, anyway, I'm delighted. Yeah. yeah. Tom, what are you... the whole country. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What have you got now this week? Person? Anyway, I became aware recently of the fact that, you know, in my lifetime, I have seen so many changes in Galway. <clears throat> to uh, traffic systems that we have in the city. You know, when when Galway was being built initially, obviously it was a walled city. It was there to be protected. Uh, The streets and even the lanes may have appeared wide, but when you think of it, there was no actual traffic apart from pedestrians, you know, horses and carts, donkeys and carts. Maybe the odd wheelbarrow being pushed up and down. <clears throat> uh, so, you know, as, as time progressed and as we went on, <clears throat> um, and as the population in particular began to grow, obviously all of that changed. So I have used two photographs this week. They are both of the same place. That is the east side of Air Square <clears throat> from Richardson's down past O'Connell's. Yeah down to Garvey's, and, um, but the first one dates from about 1890, and there is no traffic of, there's a, a donkey and cart somewhere in it, and that's about it. 
The second photograph would date from about 1950. And now we begin to see the beginnings of motorized transport and traffic. <clears throat> there are a certain number of cars and vans and trucks in it. Uh, but it's actually since that time, since the 50s, that the city began to grow extraordinarily. Uh, we were known as the fastest growing city in Europe for a number of years. Uh, the population is today is seven or eight times what it was back in those days. <clears throat> yeah. And, of course, this meant that traffic volumes have increased accordingly. So the corporation had to introduce occasional bylaws and <clears throat> to control and uh, the traffic and keep it moving. So in April, on the 1st of April, as it happened, April Fool's Day, 1963, <clears throat> they introduced a 30 mile an hour speed limit in the city and in the built up areas. And this was uh, advertised this as being for the well-being of the people. It affected all of the main roads except part of the Ordenmore Road near Merlin Park. You could obviously drive at whatever speed you wanted there. <clears throat> Three years later, in December 1966, the first traffic lights in the city went into operation. I can remember these vividly. <clears throat> they were in Williamsgate Street at Salt Hill Church and opposite the Rockland Hotel in Salt Hill. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, you would think in 1966 the need to control traffic at Salt Hill Church or opposite the Rockland Hotel was, uh, you know, kind of daft, really. Uh, the one in Williams Grace, Gate Street was certainly necessary. But an extraordinary number of drivers uh, and indeed of pedestrians, were completely unaware of the function and the purpose of traffic lights. And pedestrians were really causing all kinds of concern because they tended to misuse the press button system for crossing. They simply pressed the button and thought that they could cross straight away. They did not look at the light, you know, the little one that had the word wait on the top of it, uh, and what that meant was, of course, that you were to wait, and they didn't look at the word cross now, which meant that this is all, only then could you actually cross the street. All of this sounds very juvenile today, but, uh, you know, it was a big, big deal at the time. <clears throat> the Williamsgate Street lights were automatic during the day, but press button control worked in the evening. A couple of years later, in 1969, uh, there was a major <coughs> law introduced affecting drivers, and that was, of course, the breathalyzer. <coughs> this was uh, brought in to encourage people never to drink and drive. And it was brought in, but it wasn't really used very much. And it was only the occasional person that was caught. I don't know <coughs> if uh, the authorities were very vigilant using it. In 1971... Uh, for the first time, we had one-way traffic in Galway <clears throat> in October. In fact, almost on this day <clears throat> uh, in 1971. And the first place it was brought in was in Air Square. Now, the guards were busy for a couple of days enforcing this clockwise route of Air Square. If you were coming in from Merchants Road towards the square, <clears throat> you now had to drive up by the SCEF, uh <clears throat> 
and then down the other side by the Odeon Hotel to get to Foster Street. And traffic then coming from Foster Street went straight past the Great Southern, up by the Skeff to get to Williamsgate Street or to uh, <coughs> Shop Street. Yeah. So the introduction of further stages, uh, they thought, well, they were hoping, it would depend on how the public responded really to this initial phase. The, uh, they were hoping the corporation that Shop Street might be the next for the one-way system. Mm. Next came yellow lines on the street, uh, telling people how or where they could or could not park. And, of course, this prompted that awful Galway joke. Where there's a yellow line, you can't park at all. But where there's two yellow lines, you can't park at all at all. <laughs> I thought this was hilarious at the time. <laughs> it's to me, I like it. I like. It. <laughs> yeah, well, anyway, it was a bit of nonsense, but it kind of got the message across as well when you think of it. Yeah. Uh, the in 1976, they were very concerned. The councillors were very concerned that the introduction of traffic wardens would kill the city centre. When these people were let loose on a city that wasn't prepared for them at all. <clears throat> when these people put tickets on cars, they will eventually denude the city. A clear warning should be given before the wardens are introduced. But sure, that's what they were getting, a clear warning. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> but, you know, if they were very effective because within three weeks of uh, them being introduced, the county manager, the assistant county manager, was able to inform the councillors that over £1,000 had already been collected in five months. <laughs> well, that was an awful lot of money in 1976. Yeah. So they were effective from the off. They weren't very popular, uh, one in particular. But anyway, <laughs> Shin Shkale Ella. <laughs> then they introduced in 1982 uh, the corporation again. They advertised for tenders to operate three of their car parks. This you it was this was meant to help shoppers, etc., and improve the traffic flow. But it meant that people in working in the city would no longer be able to avail of prime parking space, free, free of charge. They would from now on have to pay to park in Air Square, at, which was at Roach's stores in Middle Street, and at Bowling Green, the, the car park on the corner of Bowling Green and Newtown Smith. They went a bit further in 87 when they introduced disc parking. These discs were printed paper sheets. Yeah. They cost 20p each in, for a book of 10. And uh, well, so the book cost two pounds actually at the time. <clears throat> and when you parked in a disc parking, you had to display the month, the day, the hour, and the minute of arrival and this would so you it cost 20p for one hour the according to the authorities the Tom, just, card, just, were those the ones you had to scratch off like a scratch cards they were like exactly a, yes I that's remember exactly those. right yeah, yeah i remember those we used to be, ask our mother to allow us to do the scratching of course you did yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. Well, the authorities told us that the, this disc parking system has shown itself to be the most popular with motorists and the most efficient to operate in cities throughout the world. 
I have no idea where they got that line from because they certainly weren't popular in Galway. Maybe for people like you scratching off the tickets, you know, but certainly for your average motorist. And then in 25 years ago, it's kind of hard to believe this. uh, They brought, they decided that they would pedestrianize William Street, Shop Street, High Street, Key Street, Main Guard Street. Uh, And of course, parts of um, Abbeygate Street also became pedestrianized. This was a huge change in the patterns of movement in the city. Uh, Of course, traffic was allowed into those streets up until 11 o'clock because obviously traders had to have deliveries, etc. But it was a big, big change. And now in the very recent past, they have introduced a new bylaw uh, imposing a 30 kilometer per hour limit on the inner city streets. Now, it's not very obvious exactly where. I know they have published a map in the local papers, but uh, and I have seen the figure 30 painted on the street in one place. Mm. Now, maybe I've been blind to others, but uh, I think in order to maintain that bylaw, they need to signpost it a bit better. So all of these major they may not be seem very significant in their own <clears throat> all these changes but they've all occurred in my lifetime yeah and <clears throat> so when i'm looking at traffic today and and the sheer levels and volume of traffic today <clears throat> uh and to think back on the kind of freedom that we had yeah. as motorists as pedestrians in galway 50 60 years ago compared to today and of course, the other thing, there may have been occasional traffic jams back then. They usually occurred during the races or maybe if there was a big game in the stadium, something like that. But these were rare events. But today, it's unfortunately a daily occurrence almost, traffic jams. And uh, it's getting very frustrating. And really, the authorities need to do something about traffic levels in the city. Yeah, I think yeah. the sooner the bypass is built, the better. Yeah, certainly. Lots of solutions needed. But all. that's for new Galway, not old Galway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'll be on the new, the new Galway diary next week. Yeah, maybe with a bit of luck, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, God, well, so much change, but it's all working out eventually. Hopefully it'll be all right. Well, ho- Hopefully. Hopefully. But it's, yeah. it's not all working out yet. <laughs> well, I, I'm very easy living in the middle of town. I can walk everywhere, so I don't see the... But I do hear from friends who have long commutes how brutal it is. Like yeah. Jason, oh, yeah. it's just terrible. It's just the way yeah. the city has developed. You know, yeah. I mean, nobody could have <clears throat> believed that it would go from maybe 13,000 people in 1950 to 80,000 people today. <clears throat> yeah, Absolutely. You know, and it has happened so quickly in such a short space of time. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But anyway, yeah, that's, that's the for the future. Town planners to set yeah. on. Great yeah. time. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll All right, Ben. Week. Okay. Bye now. Yeah. Lacuna J. Talk to you.